This week's episode is sponsored by Smart Home. Looking to simplify your life? Whether it's planning your week or just remembering where your appointments are, Smart Home can help with that. They provide everything from personal assistants like Google Home or Alexa to automated lighting systems and security cameras like Ring for your home. Their products are affordable, easy to program devices that communicate over your home's existing wiring and over radio frequency signals. That means that your appointments are always remembered and that your house is always safe. As a thank you for listening to our podcast, you can use the discount code NERD10, that's N-E-R-D-1-0, at checkout for 10% off on their website, smarthome.com. You can follow them at Smart Home on Instagram and at Smart Home Inc. on Twitter. Hi, I'm Lauren Esposito, and you're about to listen to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Hello, fellow nerd. Welcome to another episode of Pop Nerd Lounge, the podcast for the creative soul. I'm your host, Steph Pham. Before I introduce our guest, I want to encourage you to follow us on your favorite podcast platform if you haven't yet. We're just starting our seventh season, so we'd love to have you along for the ride for more fulfilling conversations with creatives. In today's episode, I speak with Lauren Esposito. Lauren is an actress based in Los Angeles. She's appeared in projects like The Conjuring 2, Love Child, and American Psychos. In addition to acting, Lauren is an NASM certified personal trainer. She has her very own coaching business, helping individuals achieve sustainable physical and mental results. We talk about her path into acting, how she became a fitness coach, and she gives me tips on implementing a fitness routine into one's lifestyle. This is Lauren Esposito. Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Lauren Esposito. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. What inspired you to become an actress? So I originally I started singing at the age of five in the Australian Girls Choir. And so I did that until I was about 12. And that was awesome. I got the opportunity to travel, you know, all around the world at such a young age by myself. And so I started with that and then... I moved to Melbourne in Australia from from Adelaide and then got into musical theatre. And so I did that for a few years. And then since, you know, starting acting with musical theatre along along with my singing, film and TV just kind of (laughs) came in with it. And then here I am today. (laughs) Wonderful. What's your favourite musical? Because I'm a musical theatre nerd, so I love musicals. Oh my god, I love that. Um, oh, there's so many. I love Les Mis, and I know it breaks my heart. <laughs> and and Wicked, and just there's so many. Beauty and the Beast. I love it. I love them I love all. It. <laughs> <laughs> you basically um, answered my next question, which was: Were you involved in any theater growing up, or did you dive right into screen acting? So tell me a little bit about your your uh, theater experience. So you, you did it in school and did you go do like community theater after that to progress into your acting career? Yeah. So I started musical theater with a community theater group back in Adelaide. And I did that for a couple years. And then when I moved to Melbourne, I, I didn't do community theater after that. I just kind of stuck with, you know, the school, my high school's uh, theater shows and stuff like that. So I would do that every year. 
And then at the end of my high schooling, I think it was my senior year. Yeah, it was my senior year. That's when I fully got really started into acting for film and TV. That's where I started. I got my agents, my managers, and started doing lots of auditions and booking a couple of them, which was great. <laughs> Now, I wanted to ask, yeah. so for somebody who's, you know, a budding actor and they're in theater or they're doing community theater, but they want to transition into screen acting, what's the process of getting an agent? What does that look like? How can they help make that process easier whenever they're starting to, to make that transition? Right. I think so with with my experience, I think it was a little bit different because I reached out to my manager, my first ever manager, and she still represents me to this day. I reached out to her with like one headshot. I had nothing on my resume except for a couple theater shows. And I was just very, very lucky that she loved my look and she wanted to meet me. And it just kind of worked out that way. And I, I was very, very lucky because that doesn't really happen usually. <laughs> But I think the best way to go about it is make sure you're you're keeping on doing shows and and also like doing short films. I think that's a really good thing to get into, especially if you're looking for representation because agents and managers want to see work that you've done. And if you haven't done anything professionally yet, which is totally fine, you can do short films for for free and just for for fun with like with your friends. And yeah, if you can get get that done, that will build your reel, and then you'll be all set to meet with agents and managers. Oh, and also headshots. Headshots are a very important thing. Make sure you have your headshots. Headshots. <laughs> yeah. Professional headshots, please. <laughs> so um, you were in The Conjuring 2 and had earned the role after their lengthy searches in America, England, and the UK. How did that project change your career as a performer? Oh wow, that. Not even just as a performer, that that film changed my life <laughs> as a whole. I'm so grateful for that whole team of that film. It was the best experience that I've I've ever had. It was my first ever movie. It was the first time I ever got to film anything overseas, which was cool. And yeah, it just it really like opened my mind and my eyes to the whole film industry. And I will say that after filming that and after living in LA for you know almost four years after we filmed it's it's hard work and booking a film like that it's not easy it's not I mean you can be very lucky I was very very lucky on that film but it's it's a lot of hard work and you just gotta there are, there's a lot of rejection in the industry and you just got to keep going and believe in yourself and believe in your talents. Is there a particular genre that you'd like to explore more with feature roles? I would love to do action. I, I, yeah, I, I don't look like it, but like anything like, like fighting and stuff like that. I would love to do more of that. And because I've, I've never done, I've never done anything that's like action before. I'm usually like just drama or horror or, you know, like, but action films would be really, really sick to do. And like, different stunts I'd love to Maybe do that. Maybe a future Fast and the Furious movie that'd be really cool. <laughs> that'd be so <laughs> sick. <laughs> so uh, what's something in acting that you learned that you've applied to your daily life? Wow good question. I'll have to think about this one for a sec. <laughs> wow no one's ever asked me this before. Uh, honestly I think it's 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 very different because 
every single character is different. But I will, I will say that every single role I portray or if I'm auditioning for or if I'm booked on something, I always try and make that character from me, if that makes sense. Like I'm portraying it as me, but as another person, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, <laughs> but that's what I've, I've, I, I try to do with each role. I don't know if that answers that question. No, it's but... a great answer. Yeah, like I feel like whenever people approach roles, maybe they're trying to maybe imitate somebody else that they've seen do that something similar to that character, or like yeah. it, it doesn't come from a place where they're creating their the role themselves. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a good reminder to like make the role your own, to own it, and to like. Yeah, authentic yeah. to your voice instead of like trying to be somebody say if you want to be funny trying not to imitate an Amy Poehler spin on it maybe in, in, instead make your own spin on how you yeah how you absolutely yeah always bring yourself into the roles that you play you are also heavily involved in the fitness realm how do you maintain a balance between that world and your pursuits in acting as well so I think for me, they come hand in hand because obviously as an actor, what you look like is a big thing. And so that, that kind of keeps me motivated. I actually, I think I originally got into fitness because of acting and because I wanted to look a certain way. And so it started from there. And then my passion for health and fitness just evolved through the years. And I absolutely love it. And it it's yeah, it's been a journey, but it's it's awesome. And I think everyone should definitely focus on their health because we only got one life. So I feel like being healthy is such an important thing. Absolutely. What motivated you to get certified as a personal trainer? So I originally, I just wanted to be certified just so I knew what I was doing with my, my own training. And I knew like, that my form was correct and I knew all all the different aspects that comes with health and fitness and and training especially like strength training I just wanted it for my for myself and then I actually work at an Australian owned gym in LA I've been working there for the past year and they're like my family from you know my family away from home kind of thing and and so after starting with them I just got so much more passionate about it and I was like you know what like if I can help even just a few girls that are going through their fitness journey or health journey and they're stuck and they don't know how to do it the right way or that they're not just not sure how to go about it I I just think that would be awesome to just help help girls that are feeling stuck and they want to they just want to oh get the words out they want they want to evolve with their health and fitness journey and they you know I think, I think that would just be awesome. So I, yeah, I started my own coaching business and it's been absolutely amazing ever since. For some people, there might be a disconnect between their intentions and their fitness regimen. Like they, they don't align. So what's your advice on how individuals can link better link the two? Really focus on what your goal is. I think when you have a specific goal in mind, whether you want to lean down, whether you want to gain some muscle, whether you just want to have like better endurance, you just need to really identify your specific goal. And in turn, that will help you decide which 
training route you want to go down absolutely because i think that like people are like oh i you know i maybe i want a, a leaner or, or a more cut six pack and so they're just doing a bunch of crunches but they're not doing more to like target maybe the yeah. lower abs or maybe you know there's they this just doesn't align so you're right like it you have to set like the goal in mind and then figure out how to get to that goal absolutely and like like when, when you're saying about, I, I want like the six pack of abs, like doing crunches that will in turn, you know, strengthen your core, but that that's not going to give you a six pack. If your diet isn't on point, if you're eating like, you know, hamburgers every night and you're in a massive calorie surplus, those abs are going to be non-existent, you know? So it's, it all, your diet is such a huge, huge thing when it comes to your fitness. Are there any myths about fitness that you would like to bust? Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's not, Oh, well, number one, carbs are not bad for you. <laughs> carbs are very, very good for you. They're an essential macronutrient. There are so many, you know, fitness people, uh, I'd say like influencers and stuff like that, that are promoting really bad products online where you should be cutting carbs because carbs are bad for you. Carbs make you fat. That's not that's not true at all. Like you will gain weight if you are in a calorie surplus. And that doesn't mean, and that doesn't mean you're just eating carbs, you know, like carb, just carbs are not bad for you. That's, that's definitely a big one. <laughs> uh, you said something on your stories, your Instagram stories, and I, and I hope you can reiterate it here cause it was so great, but it was like the difference between strength, uh, strength of training and cardio. And I was wondering if you could like maybe in layman's terms, explain it to people who don't really grasp the difference between the two. Cause it's so important to understand the difference between the two. Yeah. So you mean like, like what both things do for yes, you, like the yes, differences exactly, you mean? Exactly. So the differences between strength training and cardio, strength training, like in turn, you can burn a lot of calories, even though you don't think you are like working out as, as much as you are, if you're like going for a run and with strength training, you actually, you burn calories even after you work out. So even when you're like on the couch, like eating after your workout, like you will still be burning those calories. Whereas with cardio, if you go for a run, you burn those X amount of calories while you're on a run. But then after you get back from your run, you're not burning those calories anymore. They're done. So I think that's like pretty much the main difference that people get a bit confused with when it comes to strength training and cardio. But with, it just depends like what your goals are at the end of the day. Like I said, like if you want to up your endurance and your stamina, like cardio is really, really good. Like hit training, group exercise classes, like going for runs and sprints, that's like the way to go for it. But if you want to, if you want to change your body composition, strength training is a hundred percent the way to go because it, it builds muscle. It changes your whole physique. If you, if you're doing it right in turn with, in collaboration with a good diet as well. I think that I think timing is a difficult concept in the fitness world. So many of us expect results immediately and progress is a long journey. So what advice would you give people who want who want the shortcuts instead of working for those long-term effects? Yeah, look, progress takes time at the end of the day and if you want a quick fix, there are so many quick fixes out there and, and you can achieve them. However, the weight that you lose from those quick fixes 
and how long it took, if, if it took only a week to like, you know, get that quick fix, it's going to be just as easy to gain that weight back. And so I think that's a really important part of it because if you are looking for longevity and if you are looking for, you know, a, a change in your lifestyle, a change in your training and, you know, you want specific goals, it's not going to happen overnight. And it's like with anything, like a quick fix, it's just going to come right back. And so you, it's, it's hard work, but you know what, if you push yourself every day and also remind yourself of your why, why you want to do it and, and keep reminding yourself from when you first started, like see how far you've grown from when you first started. And I think that's what I do a lot. If I don't feel motivated to work out or, you know, eat healthy, I always like just remind myself where I came from and from where I started and how much I've grown as a person and with like my fitness journey. Absolutely. There are quick fixes, but in reality, there are no shortcuts to hard earned results. You've got to put in, you got to put in the sweat, you got to put in the effort. And so, yeah, definitely. I think you just got to be patient. You just got to work hard and you got to be patient. Yeah, patience key. <laughs> I love what you said on a recent post about the biggest excuse for people not exercising is time. What small step can everybody take to prioritize exercise into their lifestyle? I think educating yourself is a big thing as well. Like knowing how implementing a fitness routine into your lifestyle will, you know, help you out in the long run. I think that's really important. And it's just the little things like you don't have to start from ground zero, like start exercising six days a week, going to the gym for an hour and a half, six days a week. You don't have to do that. Like just start it in little increments, like start, make your goal for like this week. I'm going to go to the gym for 40 minutes, two times this week and just make little goals like that. And even with your, your health as well, like just make a goal that I'm going to have vegetables with every meal or I'm going to have vegetables just for dinner. And then just just keep the, those goals and keep them small but achievable. And I think you can build from there, and I think that's a good way to go with it. If there was a message beyond the workout or like a workout regimen that you could give to your clients, what would it be? I've got a lot. <laughs> Honestly, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle and this comes back for with quick fixes and progress. Like it, everything takes time and you have to believe in yourself and anyone can do it. Anyone can start their health and fitness journey. Anyone can do it. So I think you just got to believe in yourself. You have to keep motivated and also balance at the end of the day is key. Having a balance with your health, with your diet and with your fitness and your training as well. It comes hand in hand. And I think that's very important as well. So I got some fun questions now that we're nearing towards the end of the interview. What Disney character would you want most want to play? Oh, <laughs> this is funny because I was very, very close to booking something oh, like that wow. this year. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say what it is, but so I'm not going to say that character, <laughs> but... I maybe because it's like my new hair. My I never used to be have orange hair, but I'm thinking like Anastasia or uh-huh. Anastasia. I think that's Anastasia? how you pronounce it. Oh my god. Yeah, yes. Anastasia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because I feel like I look kind of Russian too. So I that would be that would be a really yes, cool. Like, if they did like cool a live princess to be. That, yeah, I yes, think they should. Yes. yes. That. So I that would be that. great. <laughs> You're throwing a dinner party. What's on the menu? Who are your guests and what music would you be playing? 
Okay. It would be like a... Because I'm vegan. It would be like a full... Honestly, I don't know if you know this place, Crossroads in LA. It is the best vegan restaurant I've ever been to in my life. It would be literally just a Crossroads like buffet, I think. And I would have there definitely Meryl Streep, Anne Hathaway, because Devil Wears Prada is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Probably Nicole Kidman and, oh, there's so many. Tom Cruise and, oh my God, I'm like, I can't think of like actors right now. <laughs> I think that's, that's good. That's good, party. right? <laughs> that's a good time. Get some like let's go in. Shoot. Absolutely, some yes, tequila. Let's yes. go. <laughs> if you could teach a master class on any subject, what topic would you choose? I mean, either either acting or fitness. They're my two. They're my two absolute passions in this world, and I'm so grateful to be able to have both of my jobs to be those two things. <laughs> So, yeah, definitely anything to do with acting and health and fitness. What, what advice would you give to fellow creatives out there? Keep going because it's a hard road. It kind of sucks sometimes. It will, it will take the life out of you sometimes. But if you really, really love what you do, it's, the reward is so much greater. So you just got to keep believing yourself, keep focusing on your end goal, and I guarantee that it will happen for you sooner or later. Lauren, this has been a wonderful chat. I've had such a great time talking fitness with you, learning more about that, and learning more about your acting background. Uh, go ahead and tell the people where they can connect with you on social media, learn more about your coaching business, and just connect with you in general. Absolutely. So my main acting Instagram is at Lauren K Esposito. And if you're interested in my fitness page slash my coaching page, that is at Lauren Esposito underscore fit. Lovely. Lauren, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a blast. Thank yeah. you. Special thanks to Lauren for being a guest on our show. What I really took away from her conversation is that Patience is key and time is key, just like she said. Nothing is done overnight and whether it's in a physical fitness pursuit or whether it's in a creative pursuit like many of us are in, things don't happen overnight. It takes a lot of hard work, takes timing, takes patience, but in the end, know that everything is worth the hard work. To learn more about Lauren, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is a two-man operation, rather I should say two-women operation. It is executive produced by Steph Pham and V. Co. V. Co. serves as the show's creative director, and Steph Pham is the show's host and editor. You can find us on social media at Popner Lounge. For an easy, convenient hub of everything Popner Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week. Tune in next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. I'm Steph Pham. <laughs>